Hello, and thank you for tuning into The Room Where It Happened, an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Today, we are continuing our game of Urban Shadows, created by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. Um, if you would like to, you can uh, check out us on our our Patreon at roomwarepod.cash. And with us today, as always, playing Kiki is Danielle. Hi, I'm Danielle. Uh, I use she or they pronouns, and you can find me on the internet wherever you get good content at redtailpock90. And playing Shade is Malia. Hello, I am Malia. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, and you can find me on the internet at Criminally Cryptid, unless you go to, uh, I guess not Twitter, X now, whatever no, the fuck it's, it's Twitter. called. It is Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, well, if on Twitter, uh, 1L, but everywhere else it's normal because they have enough room for it. <laughs> and playing Archie is Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. You can find me on the internet at Corvus underscore Azure or Corvus Azure. And playing Cicely is Shannon. Hi, I'm Shannon. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me at various places on the internet, but not the artist formerly known as Twitter, at Big Mom Energy. And I'm Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me and the podcast on Twitter at RoomwarePod. Um... You can also check out our really cool Discord community, which frankly is probably the place that you should be checking us out as uh, Twitter slowly grinds into dust and no one will give me a blue sky invite. Uh, <laughs> right? I am still waiting for my code. Uh, so come check out our Discord community. The link is in the description below. We have a really great group of people over there. Um, it's a good, it's a good ding dang, golly dang time. Hey everyone, it's Brian. Um, I'm just cutting in here as an editor's note to let you all know that I did get a Blue Sky uh, invite after this recording session. So shout out to Jaden. Also, I do not need any more. Thank you. Um, also, uh, I put content warnings for every episode in the description below. So definitely make sure that you're checking those out um, as I update them and things get weird. Um... All right, so last time um, we explored, uh, I guess, what is now I have been referring to in my brain as the butterfly universe. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we got uh, a meeting between Cecily and Cecily and Cecily's wife, uh, the general, uh, Selma butterfly Penderin. Butterfly Cecily's wife, to be specific. They're both Cecily. All Cecily, really, at the end. <laughs> Look at me. We're all Cecily now. <laughs> um, the we also were able to meet um the this universe's Archie, who prefers to go by his full name Archibald. It seems like mostly so I didn't have to keep saying the word butterfly in front of everybody's name. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um. We got some information about the book and the fact that it's been uh, motherfucking destroyed because they uh, had to use it to fight Uncle Nebo a few years ago. Um, but, Lord, fortunately, maybe somebody would know some information about that, that somebody being Uncle Nebo. Um, so as Kiki and Butterfly Kiki and Davy and Shade all arrived, um, there was a little bit of a meeting. Um uh, it turns out that, unfortunately, uh, having a an evil doppelganger 
of Archie is bad because it's Archie, but with like way less concern for other people's safety. Um, so there was a little bit of a dust up, but it seemed to seem to get settled. Mostly, uh, Archibald was concerned that if you guys fix the timeline, it'll in fact erase them from existence. And he didn't really, he didn't really cotton on to wanting to be erased from existence. Um, but you guys went down to the basement to go talk to Uncle Nebo, which is where he lives now. He lives in the basement. Um, and basement Nebo as a treat. Yeah. Turns out that Uncle Nebo has inhabited a new host, that new host being Wayne. Um, they've got, uh, it seems that Farron Howell has done significantly more development on this, whatever it is that they were going to do to the portal in Ural's, like, main timeline uh, down here. Because it didn't immediately kill Archie when he walked into the room. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, uh... Uncle Nebo tried to make a deal with Archie. Archie uh, did not like the terms of that deal, so they made a different deal. Um, where he, Archie got to ask one question, and Uncle Nebo got to ask a question in return. Um, Archie found out that the there is a copy of the book has been buried with uh, the corpse of his pre- of uh, Nebo's previous host. Um, and to be perfectly frank, I've somehow forgotten what menacing question that Uncle Nebo asked in return. Well, my brain is Swiss cheese, so I got nothing for you. Yeah. Wasn't it something to do with the uh, how the alternate timeline got created? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, how did you get here? And so, yes. Yeah. And, and Archie yeah. was sort of like more or less, ma- like not magically compelled, but would be held to magical consequences if he were to answer not truthfully. Um, well, he, he did answer very squirrely, though. Yeah. But he truthfully. Was, yeah. He was basically like uh, somebody uh, was in a situation where they could alter the past and they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody tried to make Selma a better person and there were unforeseen consequences. Yes. Uh, yes. If I remember correctly, Selma was in the room when that was said, yes. right? Yeah. Yep. Sweet. She wanted to be in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. <laughs> I believe we made that exact same joke last We did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did too. But if nothing else, <laughs> we must come full circle every time. So that is, I believe, that's more or less where we. Oh, uh, and then right at the end there, we found out that Butterfly Cecily's patron is not Selma Penderin, but Fair and Howell themselves, um, right. which upset Cecily, regular mm-hmm. Cecily. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a bit. Um, Can't think why. Yeah. I believe Just that's where we'll, normal we'll sort of pick up this time. I Sort of like last time, we get sort of a cold open um, in the, like, past of the Butterfly universe. And I think, like, low playing in the background as we, like, pan around this scene um, is playing uh, Tulsa's Last Magician from Willie Carlisle. And we are on uh, the side of a mountain in the background. There is a, a like a small building, uh, like a house, it looks like, that's just like ripping ass on fire. And as the camera pans around away from that on the opposite end from that facing it is Selma and Cecily and Davy and Kiki. And they all look fucked up, like haggard as shit, uh, bleeding and 
scraped up, bruised up, covered in dirt and mud and probably ash and blood. And, um, all, like, Davy is kind of over Ces- or over Kiki trying to make sure that she's okay. Um, Cecily is just kind of, like, sprawled out on the ground as, like, Selma is taking a knee. Uh, everybody's breathing hel- heavy, but Selma, who doesn't breathe. Um, yeah. and, uh, it seems like maybe they're catching their breath. Like, this is kind of like a lull in the fight. Whatever's going on. And, uh landing in front of Selma is like a little raven that sort of like pips its head around and then like looks at Selma and then flies off. Uh, she straightens herself and stands up and straightens her jacket, wipes her brow, uh, sort of free of debris and the kind of glances over at the others and is like, he's in position on your feet. And then we'll, uh, cut back to, to the group, this large gaggle of people, uh, <laughs> that are now, uh, exiting uh, the basement of the English Ivy Inn and Resort. I think Archibald's probably the first one to speak who is like, all right, so a long story short, we got to go dig up a corpse. Um, Probably best to keep an eye on everybody. Uh, He kind of like looks around and like glances at the numbers of people. We're going to have to take more than one car. I don't think we've got a car big enough to carry all of us. You don't and have a van? I think someone sort of glances at you like, this is a luxury resort. We don't have a van, no. We have limousines, but they won't fit this many people. Okay. <laughs> um. So who's... uh? <laughs> Hmm. I think Archibald goes like his thing is like, okay, everybody pair up. Take your uh, time displaced other. Uh, watch you because if anyone's going to be able to figure out who's going to, if anyone's going to pull anything, we're going to at least be able to know and predict how they're going to pull something. At least that's my logic. Shade's just going to look, Shade's just going to look <laughs> at Archibald very sadly. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Right, but that's Shane. <gasps> yeah. I don't have a friend twin. <laughs> um, uh, Cecily's trying, is trying not to say we're not friends, <laughs> but kind of failing. And then mm. eventually just bites her lip. <laughs> <laughs> now, Keith. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, so that puts. Uh, hey, Archie. What's Archie's like dream car? That's a really good question. Like, if he didn't have to drive a work van. Because I think they, 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 they like, they, they kind of lead you guys back Probably up. some sort of vintage convertible. Okay, that sounds good. Um, um, so I think they, like, lead you guys up the, 
um, kind of like back up the back stairs, making sure you stay out of sight because they mostly don't want to, they don't really want to like, uh, they don't really want to like parade the whole like mess of doppelgangers through the front lobby. You know what I mean? Uh, and fortunately, because this is the place that it is, there are some other, there are some other, um, uh, door, exit doors for pickup, uh, for high-profile guests and VIPs who don't necessarily want to walk through the front doors. Um, and so I think, uh, the first one to pull up is, in fact, an actual limousine, um, and a driver, uh, gets out and kind of opens the back door and sort of gestures, and at which, uh, Selma and, uh, Butterfly Cecily, uh, walk toward the, the, walk toward the limousine, and then Butterfly Cecily sort of, like, stops and, like, glances back for Cecily, kind of like the, like, are you, uh, are you coming sort of look. Cecily looks at Kiki with just this, like, extremely aggrieved expression on her face. Like, the most woebegone possible, like, puppy dog-eyed, <laughs> this is terrible expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, does she expect Kiki to do something about this? <laughs> Well, when it's forthcoming that Kiki is not going to do anything about it, <laughs> like the lower lip trembles and she sighs and she gets in the damn car. <laughs> um, and then uh, pulling up next is Davy, who like exited, like broke off from the group and pulls up in his truck. <laughs> I'm assuming your gaggle gets like up in there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, then the last car to pull up is a, is a 1959 Cadillac Eldorado, um, which I'm sending a picture of to the chat for approval from Richard. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Oh lordy mercy. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> I saw this on the list. I'm like, that's it. That's the fucking car. Yep, that'll that'll do. Mm-hmm. So, um, they get in, they drive off, and I, uh, and so I think they are the. I'm assuming that everything is like awkwardly quiet for a while because, like. The idea was like, okay, this this vaguely makes sense in the moment, and now that you have to like sit with it, it's it's probably very weird to just be trapped in a small confined space with literally yourself. I mean, Kiki did it on the way here, so it's a little yeah. less weird, but yeah. yeah, yeah, less weird for Kiki. Yourself um, and yourself's wife, whom you despise in listen, your actual world. Listen, Ar Archie's, uh, Archie's, uh, Archibald's wife isn't in the car. So that's a very unique. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, also I, Cecily, I don't know if Cecily despises Selma Penderin. Mm. It's like a, 
It's complicated. Yeah, there's like a love thirst relationship there. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> um. So I think after a few minutes, uh, like we're we're kind of sitting, we kind of pan through the the the, the three cars, um, and then end in our our little caravan, um, in the, uh in the old El Dorado with Archie and Archibald. And I think after a few minutes, Archibald goes, all right, so level with me. Who's the kid? Because it's very obvious that he's somebody. He's my kid. I think Archibald sort of, like, squints for a second. Like, uh... You're, did you get married? Nope. Okay. You, and you're just not gonna tell me the rest of that? <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't planned on it. <laughs> well, we got about half an hour before we get to this graveyard. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Whose grave is it? The last guy we fought. Um he Whose uh name is uh he was <laughs> killing my dramatic reveal here, Richard. <laughs> 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 I'm overwhelmed with shame. Uh, the, uh, some fucking. Oh. <laughs> Danielle's got up. The, no, let's see. Wait, how is, no, how, you're so, not going to do this, Brian. No. Yep. Yep. He is. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is why it was going to be a dramatic reveal. Now you guys have, to, now you, you blame Richard. Now you all have to sit with this knowledge until we get there. Uh, <laughs> Brian, like, you can't stop me. Um, sorry, got to get back in the headspace of Richard. Um, <laughs> but put on evil. your Richard hat. Yeah, right, right, right. Evil. Every villain is lemons. <laughs> Some. He's some guy who made a deal with Anibo for his own reasons. I never got a clear answer out of it as you uh, as you were able to um, guess, as I'm sure you're able to guess. Nebo's not the most talkative about his uh, his personal life and his plans. He's not a big monologuer, uh, but uh, his name was uh, Williams, real Williams. Brian, I oh. Jesus, God, okay. <laughs> I like that I've injured Shannon so much that she's turned into like, uh, she's turned into the, um, uh, like, uh, what is it, ominous babe? Sinister pond babe. Yeah, sinister pond babe. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Well, this is gonna be exciting. Oh, he says as we, uh, the 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 camera pans 
like kind of moves forward out of the Cadillac and in through the back window of the limousine. Uh, where the uh, awkward silence is just, just oppressive. I think there's like some light music playing. I don't know the music. Like it's got to be like like easy listening. I don't know. Like Selma jazz. Selma doesn't strike me as a jazz lady. Or like just classical, straight up like. Maybe maybe something more like. Um, not necessarily classical, but like maybe a smaller arrangements, like chamber, like a chamber mm-hmm. orchestra style something situation. Smoothie. Yeah, but I still I don't know. It's I mean that fits, but I don't know if it's necessarily right. But that's what's playing. Um, as I think Selma is sitting there. I think Selma is there going through a like physical sort of like little date book that she keeps all of her, like, appointments and stuff in. Um, because Selma doesn't know, like, d- d- still does not carry a cell phone. <laughs> As uh, Butterfly Cecily is desperately trying not to make eye contact, but fighting the urge to want to make eye contact. What are you doing, Cecily? Um. So I imagine that, is this a kind of... Um like, is this the kind of limousine that has two seats? Yeah, facing? yeah, the ones facing each other, of course. Yeah. yeah, the most dramatic limousine, yeah. Cecily is sitting straight up in her chair with her leg, her, like, ankles crossed and her um, hands, like, gripping the strap of her book bag. Um, just, like, vibrating tension. Just, it's just out there. It's out in the world. Mm-hmm. And Butterfly Cecily is just like, not the same level of tension, but is definitely picking up the vibe and just does not know how to deal with it. So she's vibrating, like she's radiating off her, her own energy about this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably it's, I don't. I don't feel like the the two Cecilies are going to try and break this tension. No, no. <laughs> and I think it's uh, Selma who does not look up from her little black book, and I think she says, "So why would I need to be a better person?" Tick tick tick. Moving through her calendar, flipping page. <laughs> So what is your fucking problem with me? Um, what a question to ask. You're Archibald. He said that you all are here because somebody tried to change me into a better person. I was wondering why that needed to happen to begin with. Why do you assume that that was me? I did not, actually. I was... I assumed you probably knew what the situation was. But I'm glad that I now know the source of the issue. Issue? 
kind of gestures, still looking at her, but sort of gestures at you and kind of like front and back at like where the other two cars would be. Like the issue of having multiple, multiple versions of you around. That's a who. <laughs> what a way to put that, um, says Shannon. And not mm-hmm. Cecily, but Cecily is definitely thinking it. Um, and like turns a little pink in mm-hmm. her cheeks. Um, and then says, I. Oh gosh, what does she say? I think I said some might add a little bit more in like, because it's very obvious that you and I in your timeline, I guess, possibly universe, who knows? It's more of Archibald's field of expertise anyways. We are not what we are here. She says, finally looking up and looking Cecily dead in the eyes. Which is fine. I understand that things are different. That's not a judgment call. But it does feel as though I have done something in that timeline that apparently needed some level of rectification. And I'm curious as to what it was. I have observed no differences in you. I think... We've activated defensive Cecily mode, I believe. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) As Cecily believes you have now insulted her wife, and now she's mad. And it's easier for her to be mad about you being mean to somebody else. Um, and, uh, and I think, like, Butterfly Cecily sort of, like, kind of, like, sits my, now more straight up and is like, and what, what do you mean by that? Um, well... Exactly what I said. I have noticed no differences. Also, um, well, um, if you really want to get into this um, here, which I don't understand why you would want to in this um, situation, um, well... I didn't try to make you into a better person. Because, well, one, you're not a person. Christ. Um, And what I was trying to do is to make sure that you remembered what it was like to be a person So maybe not better, just a 
more closely resembling what you were. And I think at this point, Butterfly Cecily has like scooted to the end of her chair, right? And is like very mad because you were just very mean to her wife. Mm. Uh, Cecily attempts therapy. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Cecily attempts maybe fighting uh, Cecily, like full-on <laughs> Cecily cat fight. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, not Butterfly Cecily's oh, explanation yeah, yeah. Of, of why she did what she did. And I think, like, she's a, she's a, she starts opening her mouth to say something in, like, a forward motion, like a very aggressive going to start something moment when like Selma like gently puts like her hand on the top of her like knee uh, and says nearly a century ago my grandfather he pulled together everyone he had influence over the mountain he had bound with a contract the covens who had pledged their allegiance to him for power. An effort to create a ritual that would solidify that power. I was the catalyst for that ritual. And as I was staring up at my grandfather, I thought for a moment there would be a there was hesitation in his eyes. That he was going to pause, that he was rethinking what he was doing. And then something startled him. And there was no more hesitation. And I was thralled to him for decade upon decade with a faint whisper of will in my mind moving me forward through this world until my grandfather came across an enemy even in his most powerful state he could not best the creature we now know as Uncle Nebo He had to seek help. The mountain wasn't enough. The covens that he had stripped and stolen power from over decades were no longer enough. He had drained all of his allies till they were shells of themselves. So he had to seek help from outside the world that he had created. That he sought help from Farinal. And they made good on their word. They helped beat Nebo back for, unfortunately, what we would discover would be the first time, not the last. But it was a harrowing fight, Cecily. It was much worse than the second time that we fought him. And it drained... Farron Howell and my grandfather 
significantly, left them battered and bruised. And for the first time in almost a century, that whisper of will inside of my head became a raging wind, all-consuming. And in a moment then, I was able to remember what I used to be. At which point I tore my grandfather's heart from his chest and presented it to the peep, the first people who had ever given me the opportunity to have choice. I think she sits back and she like looks at her. She goes back to like going through her itinerary and her little schedule and her little black book. So that's all to say that I guess it worked. And the camera pans forward out of the limousine and into Jesus. the truck. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I think, uh, I think, like, uh, Butterfly Kiki is driving. No, I think Davey's driving, because I don't know why they would have switched seats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Butterfly Kiki, I think, like, sh- scoots around in her chair and looks back at you, and she's like, so what's up with the, like, um, so what the, what the hell is up? Everything seems, like, I wasn't expecting, like, all of your versions of Cecily and Archibald to be, like, super chill, but they're way worse <laughs> than I thought they were. What the hell is going on? <laughs> My Archie is worse than your Archibald? No, they're worse than I expect. No, he's way better than our Archibald. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> like, you seem chill. So I expected them to kind of be like you? No. Okay. Good. Sweet. I... Uh, it's all been so chaotic, and we were, I mean, we knew each other before, but in a lot of ways, we were forced to come together by circumstance. Uh, I don't know if we'd have chosen... to work together otherwise. And I think Butterfly Kiki sort of turns around in her seat and leans back and is like, yeah, that I can understand. I think she puts her hand on her head. She's like, I just, I really was not envisioning spending my day digging up a grave. Yeah, that's... Do you know who it was? Who the host was? Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, how convenient that you would ask. Well, they have to because they know where the drive to, right? So I was like, do they? 
Yes, because like Davy didn't need directions. And is in oh, fact I was assuming di- that yeah. name you rolled up earlier was gonna be it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, like they not like the name of the previous host, uh and I think she's like Yeah, it sucked from what I can tell it's just a guy who got into a bad deal and got kind of plucked um with from it um I don't know you might know him uh I don't know how how early you came into the area uh, in your timeline but he's a guy named uh Rio Williams oh Davy glances up into the rearview mirror at that O, because uh, he's <laughs> intimately familiar with the weird, like, with the way that Kiki says things. <laughs> and I think Davy looks up in the rearview mirror at you and is like, oh. Yeah, I, um. I, I know him. I know our my version of him. He, uh, I don't, he helped us a lot. Um, when we were still before the pack, Mm. uh, Help keep us fed. And, uh, he's. He's my best friend. I think there's a good, solid, just meaty, awkward silence uh, in the truck. <laughs> um, and then I think Butterfly Kiki is like, now if it's any, I guess, comfort? You know, if we do this, you go back to your guy, right? Like, it's not a, not a zero-sum game, right? Are you there? Is is there anyone listening? Listen, I've like called six times. Uh, the van is still outside. You and your friends or whatever go somewhere? You normally text me. 
is all. Like, it's okay, or whatever, but, like, can you just, like, I don't know, let me know that everything is okay? I'm just gonna chill at home tonight. I'm not gonna go out or anything like that. Maybe I'm gonna do some homework or whatever. Just, just, you know, give me a call or a text or a spell thing or something. I'm not, I'm not trying to freak out or whatever, but like, you don't do this. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, bye, I guess.